I, um, I've had uh, quite a bit of uh, comments about these feast days and the Feast of Trumpets in particular because uh, we know that there's going to be a blowing of trumpets at the rapture and also for the uh, end of the tribulation period when Christ comes back in power and great glory. But so take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke. And um, turn to chapter 21. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke chapter 21. See, because of the um, date that it fell on, the eclipse, there was an um, eclipse of the sun, so the moon became black no light, and the sun became dark. And so many people take that as a sign because 30 days later is going to be another new moon. New moon means it's a black moon. And uh, in the Bible, the new moon was the start of a new month. But this one coming up is going to be in September. And so um, I can't remember right now whether it's the 21st, 22nd, something like that. Is it 21st? So y'all know or the 20th, and uh, so that day is coming right up. But many believe because that's the blowing of the trumpets, because that's Rosh Hashanah, that's going to be the Feast of Trumpets when they blow the trumpet. So um, many believe that uh, before that great notable day of the Lord come, well, there's got to be the sun going dark and so forth, and the moon not giving its light. So they take that as the sign right before this new moon. So therefore... Pack your bags, get ready to go, because we're checking out of here. And so that's just a couple days away. But then there's others that are talking about the, uh, the sign that's coming in September the 23rd, and uh, that's mainly because of Revelation chapter 12. But here in the book of Luke, we referred to this the other day, but look there in verse 25. Christ did give some signs. But the signs that he gave, like in Matthew and Luke, is not about the rapture. Uh, They're about the second coming of Christ to the earth. So that's why there's a lot of signs during the tribulation period. And so the only thing is, we will be gone. So all the signs that he's referring to, we won't see. Because we're going to be out of here. But we know according to timing... Certain things has to happen. Certain things have to take place. So there are those who believe that uh, there is no rapture. And if it is a rapture, it's going to happen when Christ comes to the earth. And so they don't believe in a pre-trib that uh, you come out of this world before the tribulation starts, that seven-year tribulation upon the earth. Then you have some people who believe that it's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation period. And so they assume this from chapter 11 and 12 especially chapter 12. So they believe in a a mid-trib. And then there's others who believe it's going to be when Christ comes back to the earth, and that's when the rapture will take place. So there's a lot of teaching out there. And you have to be careful of going on the Internet and listening and studying all of these people because they all sound good. And uh, some of them got a little truth in them because otherwise they didn't have any truth. Nobody would listen to them. So they always got to mix a little truth, but then they could have a little air. And if you don't know the truth, then you, uh, you won't be able to discern some of the things that are wrong. In verse 25, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, 
Now, in the Old Testament, and we might see a verse on that there, but the sea and the waves roaring is because of the, the moon, the sun, and so forth, and these things that affect the things upon the earth. And so he says here in verse 26, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. So when these things begin to t- come to pass, he, then he makes his statement in verse 27. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now is that the rapture or is that at the end of the tribulation period? That's at the end of the tribulation period. That's when he comes to the earth and every eye will see him. See when the rapture takes place, it's just, we're gone. Now whether we'll hear the trumpet or not, I would assume so because he says he's going to sound a trumpet and his voice that we will hear. Now, how long that's going to last before we... Now, the changing of our bodies in the moment, the twinkling of an eye, and we're changed and caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That happens in a twinkle of an eye. But how much time will we have before that moment of changing our physical bodies take place? I don't know. Or it's just that will we get any, you know, warning ahead of time? Am I going to hear this trumpet? I would hope that we can... I'd, I'd like to be able just to tell people, I told you, I told you. I told you. Or to go up, I don't mind changing me fast. As long as when I'm going up, it slows it down so I can say, I told you, I told you, I told you. Because there's always doubters. And, um, but then he makes the statement in verse 28, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look what he said. Then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. This is at the end of the tribulation period. This is when Christ comes back in power and great glory. Now, in the book of Matthew, when you read in chapter 24, it will talk about the fig tree. So everybody takes the fig tree and makes it a sign of Israel becoming as a nation, which it, it may be. Because Israel and the fig tree, there is a, a connection there. And so, but if you notice in verse 29, notice this verse. And he spake to them a parable, behold the fig tree. And then he looks at the next words. All the trees. So it's not just a fig tree that begins to bud. It's all trees when they begin to bud. In other words, that's a sign spring is near. So whenever you see that. So these things, he says, and when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet sent in the holy place, well, that's in the middle of the tribulation period. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to see it. Now, Bob Gilbert might be here. But I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to see that. Now, because you'll notice in this one verse up there in verse 25, when we had the eclipse that just took place, the reason I don't believe that this eclipse was a definite sign, why would it be a sign to people who don't know that it's a sign, and especially to the world when it didn't tell them anything? Only that this is a sign that there's a sign coming. Okay? But look at that verse again. You see there in verse 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Now, you did not hear them say anything about the eclipse, about the stars. So, if it's the sun and the moon and the stars, well, shouldn't there be something that happened with the stars? That's why they believe that on September the 23rd, that's where that comes in. Going to talk about the stars. So take your Bible and turn to the book of Revelation and chapter 12. 
Now, Revelation chapter 12 is where some believe that this is talking about the rapture because, you see, when Christ left, the Holy Spirit came down, and the Holy Spirit coming down into the world was like, you know, you're born by the Spirit of God, so the Holy Spirit comes down, and that is the seed, and that day on the day of Pentecost became a body, and that was the body. Now, Christ is the head. He's in heaven, but the body was here, and so that was called the, the birth of the church. So this body, well, one of these days is going to go out of here. So they believe that this body is going to be raptured in the tribulation period halfway through. So you have people who believe in a mid-trib, and here's why. When he makes a statement in verse 5, And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God. And that word there, caught up, is the same as we see about the rapture, being raptured out of here and caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So that's talking about you and I. That's talking about the body, the church. We are the child that's going to be taken out of here. Now, I believe that is really squeezing it an awful lot. Trying to get something out of the scriptures that I don't think is really there. And I don't think it fits in here very well. But what they do is they go all the way back there to the verse 1 of chapter 12. And talks about a, a wonder, a sign, a miracle appeared in heaven. So they believe that there is a sign that takes place in heaven... But what we need to remember, remember this sign here, if it's supposed to be what happens on September the 23rd, when they're talking about the, um, well, you know, you're talking about the, the signs of the zodiac. When you're talking about Virgo and you're talking about lion, the, the lion itself. And so you've got those constellations that refers to the time in which is coming up and they are definite signs. Remember, the signs of the zodiac are mentioned in the scripture, and so there's a lot of difference between astronomy and astrology. Astrology ruins everything that God has, and there's a real meaning, and there are signs, and God did speak, and I believe that the 12 signs of the zodiac were done by the Lord, and it's not designed by man, but they have twisted things and squeezed things and give it a different meaning, and now everybody's got to read their horoscope in the morning to find out, well... Is this a good day for me to go to school? Don't you kids look at your horoscope and say, well, well, according to this, I shouldn't go to college today. <laughs> you better just be there. Now, so that you understand a little bit about this, take your Bible and turn to the book of Joel. Joel in the Old Testament. The book of Joel. And Joel chapter 2. And it says here in Joel chapter 2, there's several scriptures here that I want us to look at. And the reason is because this is talking about the tribulation period that's coming upon the earth. And that is a time of darkness. The Holy Spirit has taken the body of Christ out. The tribulation is the worst period of time man's ever known. And so he says here, and starts off with, believe it or not, in verse 1, blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. 
And the reason is because the day of the Lord cometh. It is at hand. Now, the day of the Lord can be from the beginning of the tribulation all the way into the millennium. You'll find scriptures that seems to, in context, refer to all of that. The day of the Lord can also be the specific day the Lord comes back to the earth in power and great glory. And so, during this tribulation time, God describes this day, which doesn't have to be just a day. It can be this period of time. And so, he says, this is what's going to take place. Look down there in... Uh, Verse 10, the earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Now, this has not yet happened. We had an eclipse, but it wasn't a total eclipse of the whole earth. It was only a little spot about 70 miles wide that went across the country. So, I think you have to be careful of trying to make something fit when it doesn't really fit. I believe that when God does something, he will be sufficient in carrying out all of the signs and doing it where there's not a question or doubt left in anybody's mind whether or not that has anything to do with it. Now, also look there in uh, the book of Joel. Look in chapter 2 and where he says here in uh, verse 30. Look in verse 30. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, moon into blood. And this is why they talk a lot about the, the blood moons, and especially the four blood moons started in the uh, 2014 and then 2015. So they've had four of them. And so they say that's supposed to take place before another great event takes place. But look what he says. When does this supposed to take place? Well, look there in the last part of verse 31. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Now, this is right before when the Lord comes back in power and great glory. But the only thing is, this is during the tribulation period. We are not here. This is not a sign that we, the church, we will see. So, when you get things out of sequence it can really cause you to have to twist some scriptures to try to make it fit. And it's like a puzzle, and you can't make it fit in there, so you get a hammer and you pound it and trying to get it in there. And sometimes it just don't fit. But if you don't know where certain scriptures are, you don't know where this goes, you don't know where that goes. But I've, I've put a couple hours into this stuff, trying to study this. And so look what he says in chapter 3 and verse uh, 15. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Same thing that we read just a, a minute ago. Now, the very next book to your right is the book of Amos, but take your book of Amos and turn to chapter 5. Chapter 5, just so that you know and see that there are these things that are mentioned in the Scriptures, but you don't want to just blindly follow uh, somebody that's got a lot of, you know, selling books and just selling tapes and things like that, just making money off of people's ignorance. Amos chapter 5, look what he says in verse 8. Seek him that maketh the seven stars. The seven stars is a reference to the Pleiades. That's mentioned in the book of Job. We'll look at it in just a second. And Orion, and turneth the shadow of death into the morning, and maketh the day dark with night, that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the Lord. The Lord is his name. 
Now, this is what God is going to do. And the Lord's going to make this happen and come together at a certain time. So there are these feasts that we talked about in the Old Testament. And just very briefly again, remember the feast days mentioned in Leviticus chapter 23. These feast days all are about Jesus Christ. You first have the Passover when they came out of Egypt. And there was the Passover, and so Christ came, and he was our Passover. Then you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This is the burial of Christ. And then you have the first fruit. He was the first one from the dead. And the Bible says these three feasts that comes together as one, that was a time when every available Jewish man was to go to Jerusalem because of these feasts that comes real close together there during that seven-day period of time. And then he talks about 50 days after the resurrection of Christ is the feast of what we call Pentecost. So that came. But these, all four of those, are the spring feast. There's three left. But every one of those was about a period of time that God had determined was going to take place. And so when they did those feasts for 1,500 years, it was about these specific days about Christ. So when Christ came, the very month, the very day of that month, Christ has to fulfill these things. Pentecost came exactly on the right day. Now, there's these three last feasts that are the fall feast. And that's where we're looking for the Feast of Trumpets. And the trumpet, we know according to the Bible, has to fall on the Tishri, which is the seventh month from Nisan, which is March or April. And then seven months later, you've got the seventh month. And the seventh month, according to the religious calendar, is different from the, the year calendar because Rosh Hashanah takes place at this period of time. So it becomes the first day. But this seventh month, on the first day of the month, was to be the Feast of Trumpets. And the Feast of Trumpets, then you had the Feast of Atonement. And this was Christ as the high priest making the payment for the sins of the world. Now, he's already paid for them, but this was a feast day. This was the coming of the Messiah himself. This is when the... People were supposed to get things right between them and the Lord. They were to examine themselves. It was a, uh, a time of mourning and grief and all those things. And then you have when Christ comes and sets up the kingdom upon the earth, which is the Feast of Tabernacle. So all these feasts are timed, and they have to come at the right time. Now, these are Jewish feasts, but they're called the Feast of the Lord. The Gentiles, we do not keep any of these feasts. We can observe what's going on. And we know the signs, but you see, the church was born on the day of Pentecost, and we will be taken out, I believe, on the Feast of Trumpets. And then, seven years later, Christ comes back to the earth. Seven years later, very day, Feast of Trumpets. And then there's you have the setting up of the kingdom upon the earth. Now, because I believe that is true, take your Bible and turn to the book of Job. Well, let's just look here in the book of Isaiah first. The book of Isaiah in chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 13. Because of the 
the word, the day of the Lord. It's talking about this period of time that lies right ahead of us. And he says here in verse 6, Howl ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. So we know who's doing it, where it's coming from. Down in verse 9, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and he's going to destroy. Now look in verse 10. For the stars of heaven and the constellation, these constellations are these 12 signs of the zodiac, he says, Thereof shall not give their light, the sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Now, we know according to the book of Job in chapter 25, the moon does not have its own light. It simply reflects the light. But there's no going to be any light coming from the sun, so the moon's not going to have any light. There's not going to be, you're not going to be able to see. And I believe that, as I showed the other day, that this darkness, I believe, will be over the, the whole earth. And in the book of um, Exodus, when he talks about the judgment of the Lord, and when the darkness came, you're talking about for the three hours, and then later on it was for uh, several days. But now notice this. In verse 11, verse 11, And I will punish the world for their evil. Now, we don't like all these things that we see going on in the world, and they're getting away with it. Nobody gets away with anything with God. So we just wait and abide our time when we know that the, the Lord's going to do these things. Turn in your Bible to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah 31. And look there in verse 35. Because I want you to see that, yes, God talks about the signs in the sky. Talks about the sun. Talks about the moon. Talks about the stars. Remember, in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14... It says, and I will put these, a greater light, which is the sun, lesser light, which is the moon. One rules the day, one rules the night. But he says they are for signs concerning the years, the month, the days, the weeks, and so on. So they are put there. It is like God's clock. And it keeps perfect time. This is why they're able to tell you exactly where that moon is going to be on a particular day, and whatever year, down to the minute, and exactly where it's going to, the shadow is going to fall all over. They can do all of this. I think it's incredible. They can also go back in time. See, if you had a little model set up of the sun, the moon, and the earth, and could time it where they, every one of them is doing exactly the thing they're supposed to do according to reality, did you know you can run that thing forward, and you can run it backward? And you can find out exactly on what day and what year was there an eclipse and where it was. And that's what they're telling us. And they're doing this. And they can predict all of these things and tell you when the next eclipse is going to be. And the next one, believe it or not, is going to be in 2024. Exactly seven years away. And the thing is, it doesn't happen all the time. This one they're talking about that's in the book of uh, Revelation in chapter 12, when you talk about the signs of the zodiac and how it's supposed to line up, uh, that hasn't happened in 7,000 years. And it may not ever happen again. And it's lining up on this one day, and this is why a lot of people are getting all excited about September the 23rd. Not the 20th, the 23rd. We'll look at that in just a second. But look what he says here in verse 35. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, 
and the ordinance of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now, why would you put the sea and the waves and so forth in connection with what's going on in the heavens? Because they affect the earth. Do they have anything to do with the tides upon the earth? Yes, they do. And they can determine when certain things the, can grow or not grow. I mean, I used to wonder how to figure out, now, how does all this stuff work? I planted some stuff one time in my expertise underneath a great, big, old, beautiful tree. And I thought that would be a nice place for them. Did you know nothing under that tree grew? I couldn't get a thing under that tree to grow. It's because it's getting all the moisture, all the roots from that tree going out there, and it's getting all the moisture. And my, my plants aren't getting anything. But if I put it out there in the middle, then the sun draws. And water comes all the way up from the ground and comes all the way up. And those plants can get through. And you don't even see any water, but it, it, it's causing it to get up and evaporate. It draws. It pulls. And there is a drawing that they have a force. But anyway, that's a different thing for something else. But look what he says here. In verse 36, If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus saith the Lord, If heaven above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done. In other words, you can count on the faithfulness of the planets, the stars, the sun, the moon, doing what it's supposed to do. It is God's little clock like you was to take, and you've got the big hands and the little hands. We've got something making little orbits and something making big orbits and something making big, bigger orbits. But that was all designed by the Lord. And he says in the 19th Psalm, he says the sun is like, you know, it, a strong man that comes out and runs his race. And the next morning, here comes the sun and runs his race. Because God is faithful. And he says you can trust his word and what it has to say. 